Literally, Uno released a new game where the cards are now double-sided and there's a new card that says flip. So you there there's you have to flip the whole deck and your cards because there's a different set of no! cards behind. What? That's genius. Genius, oh. genius, genius. Um, oh, that's good. But that's I was just good. there. I'm a little drunk. Yeah. So this will be fun. Crunk. Crunk, crunk, yeah. I was just telling Dennis some none your business about my dating life right now, y'all. So <laughs> we're coming back in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we back. We here. We back, but yes, yes. The dating scene is a catastrophe, <clears throat> but at least by the time this episode comes out, we'll see how I've been faring. I'll say that much. Um, <laughs> how have you been though? I've been well. Um, I've been great. I feel like, uh, well, Christmas just happened. America. Um, America. So, yeah, no, I, okay, so something feels off about this year, and I feel like we should speak on it, because, honestly, oh my god, no, um, go ahead. (laughs) I feel like there are so many people who are just not in the Christmas spirit, me oh, being no. one of them. And I really think that it's because we are all in a collective exhaustion of everything that has happened in the last whatever fucking, however long you want to define this time period. Um, and it's all like, everything coming to the apex, which is Christmas, and then that and like inflation, huh? Like, <laughs> yeah, Christmas is I was such, really mad doing Christmas shopping. Christmas is such a cringy holiday. Well, I think we're all just uh, more of us, not all, but more of us are just seeing so much more of the capitalism of it all. So yeah. when Christmas comes around, it's not absolved of that critique. Yeah. So, and a lot less of us are religious. We yeah. We don't believe in Santa. A lot of us aren't partnered, so we don't have families that we're out here, like, yeah. getting presents for. A lot of our families are irritating. Like, yeah. A lot of my presents, a lot of my presents this year have been for myself, and <laughs> for that I will not apologize. But I've been giving out, uh, I've been giving out cards to everyone. I still, I have to send out yours. Um, but I have to send out yours too. I that's have cards. Okay. That's <laughs> okay. Like a pile of them that uh, I'm looking at. <laughs> honestly, it's okay even if you send it out next year and just change the year. Um, <laughs> honestly, honestly. But uh, yeah, I've been sending out really heartfelt cards to people. Um, which has been received with very good reviews. <laughs> Not my Christmas mm-hmm. cards getting reviews. Um, but Fucking Libra. <laughs> I do love writing a card. I love writing a card. I love writing a card and I love giving I a card. I love giving a card, a card and getting a card. Can I? Okay. I hate gifts. I don't hate them. Okay. Like I'm wearing a Christmas gift right now. It's yeah. a Death Row shirt. Um, Death Row Records. Uh, <laughs> Had to clarify. I got... <laughs> I know, I was like, ah, ah, <laughs> I'm not for, anyway, the death penalty. Um, I'm not against gifts. Let me just preface that, continue. Yeah, Sorry. so I love gifts. And if there's one thing about me, it's that I love receiving gifts more than I like giving gifts. Mm. I love and a gift. honesty right there. I love a gift. I love a gift. Mm. And this year, I may or may not have received the greatest gift of all just friendship wait wait wait. let me guess let oh. me oh i was like 
But I did get something. I was thinking of. Sorry, go. What'd you get? I, uh, you guess. Can I show you? Can I, can I bring it on camera? Said, go. Okay. Ah! so funny. Hi, patrons. It's a little heavy. Hi. Oh, my God. Um, it's a little heavy and a little bit large. But I got... Oh! You've always wanted one! Look at her. Oh, that's beautiful. She's huge. Okay, uh, for those of you that don't know, would you just call this a cast iron pot? Like a big, this not is, cast iron, but... Yeah, no, cast iron, you're correct. So this is a ceramic yeah, okay. cast iron Dutch oven pot. Ceramic. Ceramic by Le Creuset. I got it in the blueberry color. And um, yeah, she's a beauty. She's huge. Dennis loves to cook. And loves to has cook. always wanted one of those. I've always wanted <laughs> That's one so of these. That's so cute. Aww. So, I broke that for Christmas. Aww. We were, I, this is what being 30 is, getting that happy over a fucking pot. I'm so <laughs> happy. Like, ah, ah, I'm ah, so go, happy. Go, go. You know what, my, my fucking blanket? My gifts this year have been a pot and socks. The See, people clown practical gifts. I always love a practical gift. Somebody got me knives last year for Christmas. Still have them. Thank you. Amazing. Blessing. You're going to use them every day. Socks, mm. use them every day. Pot, exactly. use it every day. Like, the things that... So it's so funny. Useful. Yeah, because I feel like people end up buying me... Because I'm... Okay, so I'm kind of the type of person that has whatever I want. <laughs> that sounds so annoying. But... If I want something, I can go out and get now it. Now it's annoying. <laughs> no, for real. Uh, I get what you mean, though. If I want something, I can go out and get it. Yeah. And you often do. Because I'm what? Sickening. I'm kidding. Mm, that whole, well, like... Okay. You remember that whole Shangela? No? The whole Shangela? Yes. Anyway. Yeah. If I want a sugar daddy, I can get a sugar daddy. Because I'm what? Sickening. You cannot have a sugar daddy because you are not that girl. I, ha I got a karaoke microphone for Christmas, y'all. <laughs> that's not put it. That's not me putting reverb on what Kitty's just nope. saying. <laughs> um, so yeah, I got that for Christmas, which I'm really grateful for. I already used it four times. Christmas was just yesterday. Um, and you know, life is good. Oh yeah, I'm doing some Boxing Day shopping today. I'm finally gonna get myself a pair of clear pleasers. So the original looking stripper heels. Oh, you're going to get them online. I was like, girl, it's literally 8.20 in the evening. Where are you going to go? <laughs> no, no, no. Online. Online. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yes, yes, yes. The yes. online deals have been pretty good this year, I find. Yeah. Um, I haven't really bought anything. I bought a pair of earrings. That's it. I'm honestly just going to get more pole stuff. I've realized that I basically just dress, like I said, as like a 16-year-old teenage boy basketball player going to and from practice or uh i'm i'm in the studio half naked it's one or the other or i guess the middle ground would be my um 1999 women's studies ta there you go 
I love that. That's a vibe. Anyway. That's honestly a vibe. <laughs> if not the I'm vibe. Just, I'm very clear about my three aesthetics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just those three that If it I works for you, it works know. for you, and you just lean into it. That's, how pe- that's literally how people find their personal style, which we'll get into yes, another episode. I mean, yeah, because, yeah, I've, I like my personal style. Me too. I have a very strong personal sense of style, and... um yeah, it's always something that I've like. Fred Durst. No, literally. <laughs> that's he's he's on my mood board. Um, I hate this. <laughs> no, but I can picture an outfit of his like. It's just one of those days. Like like a white <laughs> wife pleaser. Wife pleaser. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, we're correcting ourselves. Like a long a pair of long. Back in our day, that was called something else, children. Yeah, now we call them wife pleasers. Um, a backwards new era cap and some long denim Ah. jeans that's me so that's that on that speaking of wait what we haven't spoken about well i don't know if you listen to her um sizza have you have you listened to her new album um i did i did i did uh you know, I was going to be all like, oh, that's for the children. But this is older than me. And I... Is listen, she? Kill Bill is a... Yeah. I'm like, Kill Bill is a good song. Hold on. I think she's in her... She's still in her early 30s. Like, I'm not saying she's significantly older than me. Yeah, she's 33. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, but she... Kill Bill, I think, is a good song. It's got a good melody. Love it. Uh... I just am not in a place in my life where I relate to that vibe. Yeah. So I'm like, girl, heal. No, okay, so <laughs> like, here's if the... you don't want to, do your thing. If you don't want to, that's fine. But, like, personally, yeah. it's just not for me, I think. Everyone's, I think I... everyone's been saying that. Being like, all right, girl, pack it up. <laughs> <laughs> that you know. But it's like, <laughs> you know what, you're right. in general. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um... I really liked it only because I've been looking forward to hearing what she has to release after Control. But did you know Control was written uh, for a Libra? Changes everything. What? Like the the inspiration be- behind con- behind the album Control. Every song on that album was inspired by a Libra. So she dated a little Libra man. I'm y'all sorry. just like to y'all love everything y'all alright so <laughs> okay no like honestly <laughs> anyway that's that on that Dead it. that is is there anything else you want oh my god anything else you want to say before we uh get into today's episode properly um what else do I want to say I hope everyone had a good holiday um it's gonna be like february when this comes out i hope everyone's i hope everyone's (laughs) gonna have a good valentine's um (laughs) valentine's valentine's (coughs) no uh yeah no just i'm really excited to be back that's it all right well we're gonna take a quick smoke break and we will come back and get into the subject today because we are talking all about how it's too late to, to apologize. apologize. Wait, my mic, my oh. mic, my mic. Hold oh. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Take that again. Okay. Dennis, cut out all the bad stuff. Mutes the whole podcast. I'm kidding. 
I'm kidding. Um, oh my god, I forgot to say I saw Avatar. God, that was so bad. It was so fucking bad. Three oh hours, god, huh? It was so bad. Three hours and oh, eight years. I took a smoke break halfway through. I'll, eight years of my life, I'll never get back. There you go. Anyway. There you go. Kate Winslet was obviously in that movie as a favor. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway. <laughs> Damn. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we are going to talk all about apologies. Be right back. It's too late to apologize. It's too late. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, the fact okay. that that song was released in 2006 really fucks me up. Can you believe it's almost been 20 years? 2006? Wait, apologize. No. 2006? Apologize by One Republic. <clears throat> 2007. I just love a villain story. You know who else is a villain? Christine Quinn from Selling Sunset. No? Yes, but I do find her very entertaining. She's so entertaining. You know why? She's a Libra. Anyway. Wait, I'll, hold on. Mm. Never mind. I'll, I'll worry about the song later. And we're back. Dennis, I have a question for you. Yeah? Oh my God. No. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> that just scared me. <laughs> I do it all the time it's at the like grocery that. store. Hey, Brittany. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like what? Oh my god okay does anyone owe you an apology absolutely Dennis? absolutely oh okay oh wow okay that was fast do you owe anyone an apology absolutely why did why was i shaking <laughs> my head absolutely sorry i was shaking my head as i was said absolutely i did not nod my head i meant to say yes <laughs> whoa <laughs> let's read into that <laughs> oh whoa. all right here we go. All right. I do I do owe a lot of people apologies, yeah. Damn, nigga, what are you doing? Listen, sometimes you make mistakes. <laughs> sometimes you just run away from them. So. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> okay. What for you constitutes a sincere apology? Okay. I would say two defining things off the top of my head that I will probably add on to it as the episode progresses. So first part, number one, say I'm sorry. That's number one. Number two is saying that you are aware of the mistake that you have done and that you will try to not do it again. Okay. So there's an apology, an actual I'm sorry. Yeah. There's awareness of the harm that was done. Yeah. And then there's a I am going to be better about doing it again. Better and not doing it again. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, today we are going to talk all about apologies because I... <laughs> am somebody who, who why are you laughing because i because <laughs> i got some hoes to talk to no, honestly so because i got some bitches to subtweet honestly. i'm kidding could you imagine no oh, no, no, no. Not, oh just me Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm kidding no i'm kidding i'm kidding no but i wanted to talk about this because 
something that I notice a lot online is on one side, there is this people just be saying and doing the wildest shit and then double down, don't want to apologize, are like, y'all are punks, y'all are snowflakes, you're too sensitive, get over it, yeah. suck my dick from the back, I'm not apologizing. Meanwhile, there are folks that will apologize, but it's so superficial and it's just for the sake of apologizing, for the sake of being told that they were wrong so they have to say sorry, it's so immediate. And I don't know, it just seems like there, <laughs> there's a lot going on around apologies and how we not only forgive each other, but how we make amends to each other. Mm. And I just wanted to unpack that in different layers, as I always do. So today we talking all about apologies, because listen, I got some shit to say. I got some, some, some old philosophers to talk about. I got some new terms. Listen, Dennis, we were going on a journey. This is going to be fun. Okay, yeah. I, this is going to be fun. Consider me strapped in. So, firstly, why do you think apologies are so damn hard to get from people in this day and age? Um, so, I know for a fact that there are certain individuals who... It's so hard to admit that they did something wrong because they're so prideful. Um, I find that, especially if you don't think that you should be giving an apology, people mm. people won't do it. Even though mm. it did do something to affect another person, regardless of what your intent was with the action. Um, so I think that's one big part. Another big part is that some people don't know that they're owed apologies. How do you mean? I just think that <clears throat> sometimes you have to even explicitly and outright say that you, uh, you are owed an apology because people, again, to tie into the last point, people don't think that whatever they did warranted an apology. Mm, or it was wrong. Exactly. It was their intention. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, I see. Um, what else? I think those are the only two situations that are coming to mind at the moment. Um, as well, you, you touched on something. You touched on something that I wanted to bring up, yeah. which is on like a micro level as individuals, one of the themes that came up when I was doing my mini research for this, we're not experts, mini research, okay? was there's a lot of self-protection mm. because we all have these images of who we are and nobody is going to outright say, um, as, like we'll say it in a joking context, I'm a horrible person, I'm a dirt bag, blah, blah, blah. But people don't really like to think of themselves as bad people. Even if we're self-loathing, we don't really like to think of ourselves as bad. Yeah. So... It's kind of a self-protection. When somebody comes to you and says, you owe me an apology, you did something that harmed me, it kind of fucks with the image of who we think we are as a person who, like, let me say for me, speak for myself, I think I'm somebody who likes to walk through the world with a lot of intention, mm. and I care about the way I interact with people. But if somebody were to come to me and say that I had done something wrong, I'm like, oh shit, fuck, ah, ah, ah. There's like an immediate defensiveness, because I'm like, Khadija, you're better than this. Right, you know? right. 
I'm not saying everybody thinks about it like I do, because um, there are some people that just aren't even aware that their actions cause harm. But one of the ways when, even if somebody does come to us and say it, yeah, it is self-protection. That's one of the themes. Another one is the individualism of it all. Ooh. And these, I want to clarify, and we're going to talk about this a bit more later in the episode, but there is this rabbi named uh, Dana Rutenberg, and she was on an episode of The Gray Area that we're going to link in the show notes uh, called How Do We Fix the Harm We Cause? And it was a really great episode. It's what originally inspired me wanting to talk about this stuff, and then I listened to a few other things and all that. Everything will be linked below. But... She also talks about how in this part of the world, in a, sorry to say the C word, capitalist society, <laughs> we are very individualistic. We have to do things on our own. When something harmful happens to us, we have to figure it out by ourselves. Mm. We have to get ourselves out of this harm. Everyone else does it. So you have to, too. Like, on a macro level, what I can think about is the... Financial toll, let's say, this is a very simple example, but like the financial toll that like student loans, let's say, take on people, they teach you from the time you start school, no matter what school you're in, that you have to go, if you expect to get a job that'll pay you even decently, you should go to college. So, so many of us think we have, that's our only way out. And so many of us can't afford it. We get into a shit ton of debt. We're exhausted. We're tired, paying off our loans. It feels like we're never going to be able to pay them off. And you have people that are older that wouldn't want to vote for policies that would eradicate the student loan because, well, we had to pay for our school. Yeah. You got to suck it up and do it too. Yeah, yeah. Why, why do you, you pick it up by your bootstraps? Yeah. Everybody had to do it. This is how you suffer. And I'm not saying that we're owed an apology. Well, maybe. But <laughs> maybe so. Education should be a fundamental human right. Yeah. As well as drinking water. But anyway, I just like, I think about the way that this rabbi brought it up of how we just expect that when something bad happens to somebody that from a distance we will maybe feel for them whatever but everyone's expected to just figure it out on their own Mm. to just sort themselves out and the other part of it and this is on the other end is that there is this instant gratification that a lot of us want when we demand apologies from people when we demand an I'm sorry, because what are we really saying when we're demanding an I'm sorry? Are you really asking for repentance? Are you really asking for, for them to understand why they harmed you? Or are you just wanting to hear what is a lip service that's going to make you feel better momentarily, but is not going to do anything at the surface or at the core? <laughs> Did you raise your hand? Yeah. Please. <laughs> um, it was... <laughs> It's almost as if mm. people, those kinds of people, which like, this is not to say that I am not guilty of this. Um, those kinds of people are only looking for an apology because there's like a power struggle, and they want mm. to see the say more. They want to see the other person like submit to them. Ah, because they wrong them. That's another. That's mm. another way. To, that's the first thing I thought about. 
um, because there are some people who are attracted more to seeing the person be uh, humbled. humbled as opposed Allegedly. yeah as opposed to the actual apology itself like you'd rather see mm. someone you'd rather see someone else quote unquote air quotes suffering um rather than or get their come up exactly um or like you know bring them back down to earth as opposed to mm. wanting better for them because with a true apology you're not promise, but you're supposed to be given like the grace to grow. Mm. Ooh. Okay. So, wow. This is just speaking of grace. So there was something that you said before this, actually, that I want to tie into the grace part, mm-hmm. which is um, you spoke about the other person, like, not just wanting to humble them, but actually wanting them to not only understand what they did wrong, but like them to be better. Yeah. The person who caused the harm to be better, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. So this is perfect because everything you're saying is leading right into what this whole episode, this podcast episode was about, which is how do we fix the harm we cause? So as I mentioned before, uh, they were interviewing Rabbi Dana Rutenberg. She recently released a book called On Repentance and Repair, Making Amends in an Unapologetic World. And I'm definitely going to be reading it it in its entirety after this. Um, But she tends to, as she said, operate from a victim-centered place first because she says that we uh, tend to favor forgiveness over repentance. So what that means is we tend to favor, oh, just get over it. Hey, just move on. Forgive for yourself. You have to let it go for yourself. You've got to forgive. We tend to favor that over, hey, you caused a lot of harm and we got to hold you accountable Mm. because what's going on here? Mm. With that sort of favoring of forgiveness over repentance, she brought up this thing called cheap grace, and I'd never heard of it before. Cheap grace. And here we are. Now, y'all, this isn't this isn't turning into a holy godly podcast, but <laughs> there are just gonna be some some theologians, is I guess what I call them. Uh, they're gonna be talking because one of them is Diedrich von Hoffer, and he was a are you Googling? Yeah. <laughs> Diedrich von Hoffer. Von Hoffa, German theologian. Yes. Oh, theologist. I was right. Okay. So she was talking about how German theologist Diedrich von Hoffer is the one who actually coined this term. And, and I wanted to pull a quote from this website called Caffeinated Thoughts to explain cheap grace. Cheap grace is the grace we bestow on ourselves. Cheap grace is the preaching of forgiveness without requiring repentance baptism without church discipline, communion without confession. Cheap grace is grace without discipleship, grace without the cross, grace without Jesus Christ living and incarnate. Okay. I'm not religious. So uh, if you are cool, but the reason that I like that so much, that cheap grace is because people will often talk about, you need to offer people grace. And I even say this about offering people grace and space, but that grace is cheapened 
when it's earned without any sort of, of effort or any mm. sort of work. And that's what this forgiveness first mindset is. It's very, well, just forgive, blah, blah, blah. They don't know any better when guys do stuff. And it's like, boys will be boys and blah, blah. And it's like, you are not asking for others to be better. And you're asking for those that are getting harmed by the actions of others to just offer grace that that is is meaningless that that tatters in your fingers that absolutely means nothing when you really break it down yeah it's something that i see a lot online too even as much as people are demanding apologies and this is something that rabbi uh rutenberg brought up as well she was saying that there's a very like in this secular kind of media there's this way of or secular Christian media, maybe she's, she doesn't think that it's actual, like true, truly religious people, but those other folks, there's this cheapening of, of this grace by acting like, I don't know, by acting like people are making that, that God would want you to forgive immediately, that God wants you to just let this stuff go, that Jesus, what would Jesus do? Mm. And with that quote that I read as well, did that seem to make sense to you? Or are you like, eh. No, I think that makes total sense because there is, yeah, there are like levels to it, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like cheap grace is tied in so deeply with even cancel culture, for example, where mm. these, these men are still out there. Mm. Booking jobs. Yeah. Mm. Fully employed. Yep. Meanwhile, they were they were on maybe the cover of People magazine for like a week. And then it all just like everyone was like, okay, we've acknowledged it. We've acknowledged mm-hmm. the white, white elephant in the room. <laughs> um <laughs> And, okay, we talked about it. It's out there. Mm-hmm. People know. And guess what? This person is still booked. This person is still busy. This person is mm-hmm. probably still... It probably is benefiting from this kind of exposure. Mm-hmm. So... Because it's also like, think about... Oh, sorry. No, I... Go, go, take it away. <laughs> it's also like, think about who asks... Who says it's time to forgive this person versus who is actually supposed to be saying that? Right. A lot of times people will be like, it's time we forgive XYZ person. And it's like, well, are you a person that this person harmed? Are you part of this this maybe group on a macro level? Yeah. And then on a micro level as an individual, if we're friends and I say to you, girl, it's time to forgive blah, blah, blah. I'm not in your body. I shouldn't tell you that. If I feel like you're holding on to a grudge and I feel like the other person has been actually working towards repentance and all of that and you're not letting it go, yeah, I'm going to be like, girl, we need to chat. Why are you holding on to this so much? And we'll get to that a bit later. But if that person has made no effort, has showed no effort, doesn't seem to understand, doesn't seem to want to get it, all of that sort of stuff, or is just making it a, a surface level apology, it's like, why would I tell you it's time for you to forgive that person. Why is that my place to tell you that? Yeah. Because we don't like to deal with the uncomfort uncomfort of what it means for somebody to not only do harm to someone else, but then have to acknowledge it with everyone else around. Yeah. 
and everyone has to see that shame because the really like powerful part of of this i guess book as well as this interview was the idea that what an apology and this road of repentance is in the jewish faith as far as i'm understanding and i'm gonna like get more specific in a second but is returning home hmm so she talks about um she talks about maimonides who's this 12th century philosopher physician and torah scholar and he collected and rearranged pre-existing rubanic literature or rubanic literature i might be saying that incorrectly but an apology in this context and how she interpreted this context was a return home a return to your integrity a return to being your best self a return to who you were before you did harm mm. and what she said that i really liked was acting like you have a family and so she reads my my monitus okay i'm gonna say that one more time so rutenberg reads maimonides as having five steps for this return home or this journey to an apology not well yeah i guess it is a journey to an apology the first step is confession mm -hmm. so it's you saying what you've done you're not trying to put flowers on it you're not trying to make it cute you're not trying to make it fluffy you're just saying i did this thing you're not putting your state of mind you're not adding excuses none of that matters you are just saying exactly what happened yeah as objectively as you can i did this you can cut out all these pauses too yeah of course <laughs> you're not putting down others as well or downplaying it yeah and she says it's ideally in public witness around everyone that witnessed the harmful act or the harm being done okay and why she says this is important is because it makes it makes you not only accountable to the person you're apologizing to but to everyone else mm -hmm. so if i have to do this apology i slap you in front of a room full of people in front of that same room full of people i have to acknowledge the harm that was done because i know that these other people are also going to expect to hold me accountable because if I act again, if I want to act like I'm returning to my family, a.k.a. my community around me, then I'm also going to rely on them to hold me accountable. Yeah. And help me in that space. Hold me in that space. Does that make sense? Are you feeling? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm counting. <laughs> <laughs> she said the other reason that it's important is because it also validates the victim's experience. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of times with these apologies and stuff, and think about a time when you've wanted someone to apologize to you or you felt wronged by somebody or harmed by someone. A lot of times it's just nice to have someone actually acknowledge, hey, I did this thing. It's like, wow, I'm not crazy. You're actually acknowledging that you did harm. Thank you. It can be so freeing to just have someone just say the shit. The second step she says is start to actually change that was only so step one like that, 
Yeah. God yeah. damn. Okay. I was, yeah. Like, I was in you here see? on the third finger and I was like, wait. Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. That's step one. Step two. <laughs> Start to change. So she says maybe that's therapy. Maybe that's meditation. Maybe that's prayer. Maybe that's education. I don't know. I added friendship, but I'm not sure. But like there, it depends obviously on the situation. Every situation is different, mm-hmm. but context matters. But actually trying to make a change learning more stopping for a second to reflect on yourself something that i think is really important and that i think ties into this uh self-preservation that we have sometimes about not wanting to apologize because we think we're so good is carl jung's shadow self-concept are you familiar with that dennis carl jung's what is that shadow self or like shadow work oh my god (laughs) am i ever god damn yeah So for those of you that aren't at home from another site, Jung used this term called the shadow self to describe the things that people repress or don't like to acknowledge. And he apparently theorized that it, and he theorized that it was the quote counterweight to the person, which is the self that people present to others. So he felt like the shadow self was part of people, Yeah, but it was the way we experience the world and relationships and he also thought that like if we actually were better about understanding the darkest parts of ourselves our shadow self it would help us balance who we are and when i first heard that i was uncomfortable because my friend was explaining to me and they were like yeah it's about talking about how you everybody has a capacity to do harm and i was like Wait a damn yeah, minute. But people, I was like, but people would mostly be good. Like, people would mostly try to be, like, kind of, but, 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 yeah, I was trying to make every excuse not to feel that little feeling. But, ooh, shadow work will get you every time. Yeah. But, yeah, maybe it looks like shadow work. I don't know. But either way, step two, after making the confession, is starting to change. Step three is amends. What does the victim... And she says the word victim. What does the victim need to feel like real repair has been done? And she says, you don't, quote, do amends at the victim, which is you don't go up to them (laughs) and just like, I'm going to make amends with you. It's like when you are making uh, amends with people, it requires humbling your brow a lot. And that means humbling enough to not only confess, start to make a change, but then go to the person and say, what do you need from me to heal from this, Mm. to be able to move forward from this? Mm. What can I do to show you that I am serious about this, about healing this or mending this? Mm. Can you guess what step four is? Step four. So step three was. So confession, start to change, make amends. Make amends with yourself? Step four is apologize. Oh, damn. Which I think is very funny because a lot of times we talk about the apology coming first. First, yeah, totally. But this is the fourth step because as she points out, there's a lot more work that you have to do before you can really deeply understand the harm that was caused and then want to actually apologize. And she calls it, quote, an open heart. An apology is an open heart. Mm. It's a flowing organically of a, I get how I harmed you. Like I can really see 
how this affected you, what I did, X, Y, Z. I'm not only taking responsibility, but I'm also seeing from your viewpoint as best I can why this harmed you. And that flows a lot easier than both of us with walls up being mad at each other and demanding apologies and then one just giving it for the sake of, of saying it and never truly deeply understanding why exactly was I apologizing to this person? Mm -hmm. Cause if you don't think you did anything wrong, you'll continue to think you did nothing wrong. Whether yeah. you say sorry or not. Yeah, it's true. That doesn't change anything. The last step is making a different choice. Damn. I just put here, okay. be better because you know better. Because there are going to be plenty of times where you were given the same choice and you can do the same thing or you can be better. And that's the other thing that I think people get scared about, about having to apologize. Because once you acknowledge and really understand that you've done this harm, you can't go back. Because if you do, then you just know you're being an asshole. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> At least from my view. But I'm curious to get your thoughts now. Do you still think someone owes you an apology? Yeah. <laughs> Do Hell you yeah. still owe someone an apology? Absolutely. If not more people. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. What, what to you now constitutes a good apology? Oof. I feel, honestly, I feel as if now with this information that I have, my answer still feels the same. Mm-hmm. Like, say I'm sorry and also I feel like my like the example that I gave just uh, replicated the order in which you not the order but like what you were just talking about with the different steps um, mm -hmm. like doing better uh, well saying that you do better actually doing better um, apologizing um, yeah no, like yeah. I this yeah. Th yeah, I think it was very similar. I think this was just very specific and like a bit reworded or yeah. reordered. Yeah. Um and yeah, this is specific to Judaism. Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like we could use this in any other place because <laughs> to me as well, I think a lot of people that are deeply religious but like actually <laughs> believe in God and aren't just I'm so rude. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. I'll stop right there. I'm gonna stop. I'm just going to say some, a lot of folks are hypocrites and they really just, anyway. Yeah, no, for real. Anyway, but is there a time where you felt like, do you have a story where you felt like you actually were able to have a situation where somebody caused harm to you? Actually, maybe they didn't do all of these steps, but pretty damn near close or feels like it was good enough for you that you felt like you actually got the apology that you needed to be able to move on there isn't any specific situation popping up but i think that's because the people that i surround myself with now know how to give a proper apology if mm. prompted um yeah, I don't, there, there literally isn't anything because I feel like, 
I'm at that point in my life where I'm just able to say, hey, this is what I need from you in order to move on from this. And no, I, no, but I mean, like, when was the most recent time where that happened? Like, I Oh, the most recent time. Like, <laughs> yeah, of, like, a good way of somebody apologizing and, like, you being able to move on and it felt like they were sincere. Or if you can't think of a personal one, a celebrity one. A celebrity one? Yeah. Like a more macro example. A touch more macro. Let's see. The so, first one that I thought of was Lizzo apologizing for putting... Uh, I think the term was spastic. Oh, in her, in her song. Yeah, yeah. And then she took it out. Actually made the apology. It seemed like she was actually understanding. And people were like... Hey, sick. Thanks. Let's move on now. <laughs> like for the most part, as, as far as I know. Honestly, okay. So, what about that is are do people fear? Well, I guess we just talked like 30 minutes about it. But <laughs> Yeah, it's hard it's hard to admit that you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I think okay, Especially so there, because a lot of us have that self-loathing. <laughs> yeah. So we're already like you're garbage. Now you're extra garbage. Yeah. <laughs> So there was this one situation that I had recently with a new friend, actually, which um, is exciting to say, uh, a newer friend of mine who um, unfortunately double booked me for plans, which, oh. which is like, it's like things happen, whatever, it's fine. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna, like, my feelings were hurt. I was disappointed, but um, yeah, I was able to say like, Hey, like, I was really looking forward to our plans. Um, just, uh, I'd appreciate it if you, you know, were just a little bit more cognizant of what's happening or, like, what our plans were. Not what's happening. That's a little rude. Um, but what our plans were. <laughs> I was were. like, <laughs> um, but I just wish you were so fucking stupid. <laughs> Um, uh, do you do you have a calendar? Do you need Google Calendar? Is that downloaded for you? Do you need a uh, personal assistant? Do you need a PA? <laughs> I'm just wondering because I showed up, but you weren't here. You oh see why I'm God. confused? So this is that, that's an example of what not to do. Um, yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, but I was able to. Have, like what not to wear, except how not to apologize. How not to apologize? <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, we should. We should do examples of how not to apologize. <laughs> Sorry, your punk ass don't know how to cook. That's why I spat your food out. God damn. <laughs> These are coming too naturally to you. Like, <laughs> I've never Cut said the cameras. anything like this. Cut the cameras. I've never, I've never said anything like this to anyone. <laughs> this is where, this is, if this was a video, I'd put up the tabloids of Khadijah. <laughs> Khadijah, rude at server. <laughs> Throws drink in server's face. I said I wanted to What are we even doing here? Um, <laughs> Jesus Murphy. Should we do examples of what not to do for apologies? <laughs> Honestly, I've heard so many that are such bullshit. Um, okay, my least favorite? I'm sorry if. <laughs> I'm sorry, but. I'm like. I'm sorry if I made you feel like, girl, if I said you did, and it might not be your truth, but it is my truth, and I'm the one you are apologizing to. So just say, listen, 
clearly I made you feel this way. And I apologize for that. It was not, you can say it is not your intention and take accountability at the same time. You can acknowledge that that wasn't your intention and say, even though it wasn't my intention, I know that that did that. Maybe you don't say that. It's a first thing. Like you can earn that later. You got to earn that. Yeah. You got to yeah. earn to be able to say it wasn't your intention. Actually. Yeah. 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 Actually. <laughs> I think I've definitely, this has taught me that like, I've definitely said the intention part, still thinking that it was good, realizing Maybe that didn't need to be said. Yeah. Because my intention didn't matter. It caused harm either way. Your intention didn't matter. Later, once I built the trust back with you, we can talk about the intention and where there was a disconnect. But if you don't earn that trust with somebody, how do you expect them to have it? Or another one is, I'm sorry you feel that way. Huh? (laughs) (laughs) No. Like, people hate accountability, man. And I get it. Accountability is ashy. It feels very uncomfortable, but wow. Not me making merch that says accountability is ashy. <laughs> <laughs> like, what else? Um, apologies where it's like, where, where they center... In, in, themselves? Yeah, themselves. So instead of being... I'm sorry that you or i don't like how do i explain this instead of like acknowledging the issue no start that over you know what cut cut the cameras i gotta go um (laughs) how do i explain this it's when someone i'm no no no, i think i have an example because i think i know what you're talking about like you should never be pointing fingers for at an in an apology. Yeah, deflecting blame. Yeah, exactly. So you never want to be pointing fingers when you're apologizing. You should just say, "I'm sorry that I X Y Z," and I will yeah, do X Y Z. When I was doing the research on this, uh, one of the examples was talking. A social psychologist was talking about using I statements. Yeah, because. Saying, oh, they, you know, I'm sorry she did this and felt like blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, no, no. I statements. I also, sometimes people can come across a bit too remorseful and it just seems like they're centering themselves in it. Like, I'm so sorry. This has been so hard on me because I've just been so like, uh, it's been so bad. Like, it's like, girl, this ain't about you. We get it. A lot of people are coming for you. It's not great. I'm not saying that the way people demand apologies is the best. I'm not saying that. But some of y'all really just like to make it about yourselves. Yeah. That's ugly. Well, I shouldn't say that. But that's ugly. Like. Right? (laughs) That's But some people aren't even aware that they're doing it, you know? It's wild. But Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's one of my least favorites. Um, or like, I'm sorry, okay? I'm sorry. I'm like... Ooh, yeah, that is not... That is not sincere at all. You know, you know, you want to know what's attractive? Ooh, can you throw some R&B music under here? Dennis, say yes. Dennis! <laughs> yeah, no, I will, I will, I will, I will. I will. I will. I'll, I'll, I'll do, you know, um, I'll do some Jodeci or something. You know what is so attractive? When somebody does something to harm you or something that you tell them like, hey, that wasn't cool, man. I didn't like that. And even if they don't understand it, especially if they don't understand it, they go to you and they're like, hey, listen, 
I don't like that I hurt you, but I'm really trying to figure out what I did wrong. Can you please, I, I sincerely, I'm not trying to say this to make you have to explain yourself further. And you should have to do all that work. Yeah. I mean, you should have to, like, if somebody, like, there are some times where people are dead. You know what? We don't need to talk about this. Anyway. <laughs> you know what? Cut the whole episode. We should apologize for this episode. We should apologize for this episode. <laughs> because what the fuck? Was that? No, no, I think it's gonna be good. Anytime <laughs> I feel like what the fuck, it's usually good. Mm-hmm. Um, any other apologies that you can't stand, or any any other types of apologies you can't stand? Types of apologies, anything that? No, I think we covered everything. I'm sorry if I'm sorry, but I'm sorry you. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, hmm. No, I think that's everything. Apologies, apologies at center. Where you're centering yourself too much. That's an ick. Um, As the person that did the harm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And... No, I think that's everything. For the folks at home, do you have anyone you need to apologize to? If so, have you really thought about why you need to apologize to them? Or are you just, I'm sorry. And if you're at that point of, I'm sorry, you got to figure out why. Because mm-hmm. that's an internal struggle that you should not be dealing with anymore. Well, is there situational. Somebody, situational. Yeah. If there's somebody that you're not forgiving because they didn't give you a sincere apology. If so. Maybe you could talk to them about it. Let us know what the insincere I know, apology just email was. Us. Yeah. <laughs> email us. If so, email us. Because we do love the tea. And we love the tea. <laughs> we love the tea. Most of all, we love the tea of people who we don't know. You were about to say we were we will never be. You were about to fucking say people we <laughs> will is... never be. And you don't know that. And we don't you know don't that know because that. we're going on tour. Stop talking. No, because we're going <laughs> we on tour. We're not going on tour. We're going on tour. And when? you know what? It might not when? it might not be tomorrow. Today. It, it might, might not, not be, be next year. the next year. It <laughs> might not be the next. 10 years. It might not even be 2025. It might not even happen at all. (laughs) But I'm here to tell you that... I can't stand you. We're going on tour, whether you like it or not. In our minds. In our minds. (laughs) Oh, God. So, I'm sorry... letters, Dennis? Oh. Uh, Let's see. So... So... <laughs> we have an apology. Uh we don't have any letters for y'all. So uh We're or sorry. Maybe y'all owe us an apology. Hey. We're not sending any shit in. I'm kidding, we're not gonna do that. And that's, that's called projection. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but, letters. <laughs> so it turns out we actually don't have any emails because we're terrible. We're people. on a break and oh. people do okay, stop that. No, we're people not. People just don't know. No, 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 they don't know. We'll make an announcement on Instagram, but we hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope it gives you something to think about via apologies, apologies online, apologies IRL, on the micro and the macro. (laughs) Uh, And until then, 
I've been your uh, space captain, taking you on this cosmic journey through the world of sincere apologies and repentance. Dennis, you got anything you want to say to the folks at home? Yeah, where's the eject button on this flight? Get me off! I'm kidding. Well, as soon as, uh... As soon as we make a stop, brother. <laughs> that <made it> sound. <laughs> we got you. You're going to send me out on Anyway, room. goodbye, everybody. Bye! <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Um, send in any emails to theleftovermillennials at gmail.com. Follow Khadijah's socials, khadijah.mbo, anywhere and everywhere, all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, don't follow me, please. Thank you so much. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm on Instagram, so Pocky, P-O-C-K-Y, P-A-P-I. I am always so cringy whenever I say that username. I made it eight years ago. It's fine. Um, we won't talk oh, about it. Oh, God. It's okay. <laughs> and you just don't, you refuse to change it. Refuse, refuse, refuse. Uh, so... Thanks for listening, guys. Hope you like this episode of Sincere Apologies. Send in any apologies that you feel like you are owed. Any shitty apologies that you would love to share with us because we love so to funny, hear it. Please, please. And on that note, I'm sorry. Bye. <laughs> Bye. See ya. <laughs> Bye, y'all.